Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Well, hey there, it's me, Danielle Steinspring, your host, ready to talk to you today about something awesome. (laughs) Hey, I hope you guys were able to tune in with me last week as we unpacked um, how your emotions are completely and entirely your responsibility and the freedom that comes when you begin to take ownership of how you feel. Now, sometimes they aren't necessarily your choice. An emotion can come to you. It can be triggered in you. It can, um, you can just experience an emotion, but taking responsibility for how you manage those emotions is completely your choice. And, and taking the power and the responsibility of your emotions away from those that you do life and relationship with, um, and taking the power away from your circumstances is, it's critical to us being powerful, responsible, and free adults. And also, if we know that our emotions are completely our responsibility, they aren't anyone else's responsibility. I can't blame someone else for the way that I feel. I can't blame someone else for the way that I manage my emotions. The moment that I have that responsibility, then I also get a new responsibility. And that's the responsibility that we're going to talk about today. And it's the responsibility of your actions. And it's actually not where I'm going to end up today, but it's where I'm starting. So we're starting with what is your responsibility? What's your responsibility is your own emotions and your own processing of your emotions and also your actions because of your emotions or because of what someone has done to you. That is always your responsibility. That's never not going to be your responsibility. It's never, your behavior is never going to be someone else's fault or problem. Just like in that scenario uh, with Everett that I talked about last week, I chose to display frustration I allowed my three-year-old to see that I was angry and frustrated. And I can't then look at him and say, you made me act that way. You know, that's a real easy story to hear and say, well, that makes sense because he's three. So of course he didn't make you act that way. But you guys, 
I can't tell you how many times this has been my experience with adults. I'm 32 years old and it's not that long ago in my history that I had someone blaming me for every one of their actions. Everything that happened to them was my fault. And something happens when you start being a powerful person and owning your emotions and recognizing that that's your responsibility. You start getting really good at not allowing other people to blame you for their emotions and their reactions and their responses. And people who don't know how to handle that are usually the people who are not powerful for their own choices, not responsible for their own emotions, their own actions. And it's been easy for them, just like it was easy for me until I learned how to do this. It can be easy for all of us to blame everyone else for the way that we feel, for the way that we respond, for the way that our life is going, for the way that our day is going, all of those things. It actually can feel really easy to be powerless, to be victim to your circumstance and to other people. So there was a season in my life where I was, uh, I was blamed um, for every wrong thing, every wrong choice that was going on. And, and that's, happened, that's happened in adulthood, you know, many, multiple times in my story um, that someone has had some poor reactions to things and, and it's been my fault. Well, I hate to break it to you, but your actions are always, always, always going to be your responsibility. The way you behave, the way you respond, the way you react to adversity or strong emotions or hurt or wounding or trauma, the way that you respond, the way that you, re- that you heal even is, is your responsibility. But I do have good news. Well, that's good news. In and of itself, all of that is actually good news. It might sound like a lot, but it's actually a very freeing truth. (laughs) When you recognize how much self-control, how much control you actually have, it's actually a pretty freeing truth. You know, I actually think I was talking to somebody, sidebar alert, (laughs) I was talking to somebody yesterday about how I think we actually are created to function really well with responsibility because I believe that was our original design. And without opening up too many theological cans of worms in one sentence, the design of the garden was that we would be both free and responsible. It's why we always had the choice to choose which tree we were going to eat from. And unfortunately, two human beings introduced sin for the rest of the world (laughs) by one bad choice. But their original design was to be free and to be responsible. And that's how I think we were created. And so as we step into more and more levels of, of responsibility, I think we actually get empowered to operate in our original design, the original design to be powerful, responsible, and free human beings. That there actually is a lot more in my control than I originally thought there was. My emotions, my responses, my thoughts, so much falls into my control. And it's part of my design as I'm living as an ambassador of heaven to become more and more free, 
more and more powerful, more and more responsible to my, to my world, to my inner world. Okay, all of that was intro because here's the second part of good news. The first part of good news is that a lot is actually your responsibility and it might feel like it's not good news, but trust me, when you start recognizing how much is in your control, it frees you up in so many ways. But the other part of good news is that there actually is something that is not your responsibility. And of course, there are lots of things that aren't your responsibility, but today I'm going to talk about one critical thing that is never your responsibility and is always the responsibility of the other person with whom you're in relationship. And that is their perception of you. Pause for effect. Someone else's perspective of you is never your responsibility. Now slow the train down, back it up, throw it in reverse, hold up a second. This is one that took me a really long time to even hear someone say that and then to internalize that and process that and go, whoa, what does that really mean? Because for a large portion of my life, I took 100% responsibility for everyone else's perceptions of me. (laughs) Literally, the responsibility for the entire world's perception of me fell on my shoulders. And that is why I was the way that I was. (laughs) It's why I was ruled by perfectionism. It's why I had... um, crazy expectations of myself. It's why I was everything to everyone at all times because the way that people perceive me is always my responsibility and is the utmost importance in my world. False. (laughs) The way that someone perceives you is entirely their responsibility. Now, Let me again say, your actions are your responsibility. So if you're acting like a turd and someone is perceiving you to be a turd, there is a direct correlation between you acting like a turd and being perceived as a turd. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about. I need to apologize for just saying the word turd so many times. (laughs) But... What I do want to tell you is that when you are behaving like a powerful person, when you're making healthy relational choices, when you're doing the best you can to just to just show up and live and and be, the way someone else perceives you is entirely their responsibility. And I'm going to break down a few different ways that this has really shown up in my life. Here's the first one. This one is probably the most vulnerable of my examples. So I'm just going to share my real life experience with you guys. Hang on with me. So starting really young, I started receiving the messaging that I was intense. Now, if you know me, you may chuckle because it's not wrong. It wasn't wrong message. I'm a very passionate person. <laughs> I'm very passionate. My personality is very big. I'm I'm very um 
I'm very loud about the things that are important to me. I'm very loud about the things that I'm passionate about. I am an intense personality. I am what the young whippersnappers call extra. I don't even know if they say extra anymore, but I have adopted extra as my persona because it's who I've always been. And so it's who I still am. But at some point in my very early childhood and and not from my parents, um, really, or my family, but somewhere I perceived the message that one, you're intense and two, that's a bad thing. So And I actually very recently had a little memory that the Lord showed me where um, I perceived that uh, at a pretty early age. And I think I was probably around three or four. And he showed me this memory of me in ballet class. (laughs) Just picture, picture three-year-old Danielle in ballet and all the perfect little girls and their little perfect leotards and everybody standing at the bar behaving themselves (laughs) and being, being good little girls. And perfect little plies and tendus and all of this. And I was a very high energy child. Um, Again, I just know that those of you who know me are not at all surprised by any of this, but I was very high energy and I most certainly was not the child that was standing still at the bar and behaving and listening to Mrs. Peter's every word. I was running around the room and dancing to the beat of my own drum. (laughs) And somewhere in that memory, the Lord just showed me that I was receiving that message and I'm too intense. I'm too big. Well, I grew up um, always kind of feeling like bigger than the world I was living in. And um, in a lot of ways that fueled this really adventurous, passionate, exciting childhood. It wasn't wrong. It was parts of it were actually really beautiful and really good and really special and really magical and I pursued the things I was passionate about with um, fervor and zest and zeal and go at it. And I cheered on my friends and I just had really a lot of times where I had no care in the world about what other people thought of me. But as I grew, um, I continued to kind of receive that messaging and it continued to become more and more shameful that being intense was actually a really bad thing. And um Oh, man. Okay, I'm just going to pour it out there. I'm going to give you all the stuff. You ready? So at one point in my adulthood, I don't know, I was probably, what do you, I don't know, like late teens, maybe early 20s, probably more like late, late teens. Some of you will not remember this at all, but there used to be a feature on Facebook back in the day when you had to have a college uh, email to have Facebook. Yeah, that was real. And so we were the first ones. I think my freshman year was the first year that they like that it like was a thing. So you had to have a college email. So no high schoolers and no parents. And it was just the place for college students. And that was cool. We were cool. And I felt cool. Anyway, <laughs> there used to be a feature like um, you could download this like, I don't know, widget thing onto your Facebook uh, that was called Honesty Box, where people could leave honest messages about how they felt about you. Horrible, horrible device, bad invention. Oh, so bad. And so people would just, some people would write really nice things. Um, lots of people were flirting. I think that's like the original, like slide into your DMs, but it was private. It was completely anonymous. So people could literally say whatever they wanted about you to you with no name attached to it. So dangerous, so inappropriate. Like I'm sure so many so many hearts were broken with the honesty box feature on Facebook. 
in somebody actually put in my honesty box, you would be really cool girl if you weren't so intense. And I actually, to this day, believe I know who it was. But if I've blamed this person wrongly for this many years, then I'm really sorry. But I won't tell them who it is. Um, Anyway, uh, but it just confirmed the messaging I had been receiving for for a long time. I'm too big. I'm too intense. I'm too much. And I took that hard because their perception of me, as you know, was my responsibility. And I always wanted to be perceived in a certain way. And so I started to shut down the intense parts of myself. I started to make sure that I wasn't too big, wasn't too intense, and all this shame and all this fear. And and, and side note, this is a message that a lot of women receive because for a long time, that's been threatening to the system, like strong, powerful, intense, I'm using air quotes, women. And that's what I was. And so I got that message a lot. Anyway, so I started altering that and altering my personality and that fear of being too intense um, started to really rule my relationship with the world at right around that age. Like up until that age, I had I had heard the message. I knew it was bad to be what I was, but I just had to be who I was and I couldn't stop it. And then at that point, I just I started to try to self-manage it a little bit in an unhealthy way. Make sure that I was not perceived as too big, too much, too intense. Guys, we're getting vulnerable today. So then flash forward to even like current life where I'm healthy and I'm whole and I love my personality and I love the way that Jesus made me. And if you've spent any amount of time with me, you know that I very much own my extra and I very much own my intensity and my passion and my purpose and my drive and all of that. It's a part of who I am. Um, but I, I have to catch myself trying to apologize for that, like making sure you know upfront that this is who I am. You need to know this is who I am up front so that you're not surprised by that, right? Or how about um, sometimes I get really passionate in my text messages to my friends. And if for whatever reason they don't respond, the first thing I hear and the first lie that I have to shut down and silence, um, this is not what they say to me. This is what the liar tells me is that that was too much. That was too intense. And they don't get you and you're too much. And so I start to start to manage their perception of me. Just by even having that thought, just by entertaining that thought, I am trying to manage someone else's perspective of me. And you know what? Their perspective of me is entirely their responsibility and not mine. And so if they truly do think I'm too intense, that's really up to them and not up to me. And so other people's perception of you is not up to you. Your actions are up to you, but their perceptions are up to them. And here's where the rubber's going to really meet the road. If you do something unintentionally that someone perceives as hurtful or wrong or bad or whatever, if it's their perception of you It's their responsibility to bring it to you. And if they don't, 
if they don't come to you and say, hey, that hurt me, or hey, that behavior wasn't okay, or hey, when you did that, it made me feel this. When you acted this way, not it made me feel. Haha, I caught myself. See that language? When you did this thing, I felt this way. That's their responsibility at that point to manage their perception of you and to bring that to you and allow you to clarify. If they don't do that, then you have not one ounce of power or responsibility for their perception. Not one. Unless, again, you acted intentionally like a turd. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Here's another little example for you since I just poured my heart out. Um, I shared a little bit about this in an episode uh, a few episodes back. um, And it was, I think it was the superiority complex episode where I talked about um, some people who I introduced um, Everett to who very obviously wanted to be impressed by him. They were, I, they were important, important people. I'm using quotations and, and it was obvious that um, to have a well-spoken four-year-old who could communicate and look them directly in the eye and shake their hands and act, behave well was important to them. And that was not the mood Everett was in. And and that's 100% okay. And it's also 100% his choice. And I had already dealt with, in my own heart, my need, that's just so disgusting, my need for my kids to be perceived in a certain way. Because here's the deal. The way someone perceives my child is their responsibility. And it's certainly not my responsibility. And it's definitely not my child's responsibility. I think so often parents expect their kids to perform or be little trophies or look a certain way. And when they don't, we take on some weird shame over that. And it's so twisted and messed up because if you come to my house and my kids are acting like kids and they're being maybe wild or maybe they're having a bad day or maybe Everett has decided he's going to be shy or maybe Juliet uh, forgot to nap and so she's not living her best life that day then when they don't behave a certain way, your perception of them is on you and not on the child. I think putting in in that perspective may give you a clear picture of how weird it is that we take responsibility for other people's perceptions of us. Everett's perception of me, Juliet's perception of me, is not my responsibility. It's going to be theirs. It's why kids can grow up in really beautiful, wonderful, amazing homes with amazing parents who do everything to the best of their ability. And still there's hurt and there's wounding because there's going to be misunderstandings and people are going to perceive you differently than who you are. All that I can do with my kids and really with everyone that I'm in contact with is be the most life-giving, responsible, kind, loving, Christ-like version of myself. And anything that's perceived falsely or wrongly on their end is really up to them. And it's not up to me. Whether someone decides that I'm too intense is on them. If there's people out there that I've hurt or I've wronged and they've decided that I'm the bad guy in their story, which, spoiler alert, 
those people do exist because I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes and some people have perceived me wrongly, but I also have not done everything right. So there are people in the world who have me as the bad guy in their story. You're the bad guy in someone's story along the way. Everybody is. But if I've done all that I can do to reconcile a relationship, to live righteously, to engage them healthily, and they still have a perception of me that is bitter or wrong or hurtful, unfortunately, and fortunately, I just get to let that go and let that be up to them to decide how they're going to perceive me. I hope that that's helpful for some of you out there today, recognizing that you are free, you are powerful, and you are responsible. It's in your original design. You were always designed with freedom and responsibility at the core of who you were created to be. And so when you can start being responsible with what's yours, like your emotions and your thoughts and your actions, and also being responsible to boundary what's not yours, like other people's perceptions of you. When you can boundary those things, you're going to find more abundance, more freedom, more enjoyment in your relationships, more freedom in your relationships, because you can recognize if somebody has a problem with me, if somebody's perceived me wrongly, if somebody's carrying something, that's going to be their responsibility to manage. And if they need to bring it to me, then hopefully they'll be free and powerful and responsible and do so. And if they don't, then I have really nothing I can do. Now, a little sidebar, of course, if you know that you wronged someone and you know that you did something hurtful and they aren't coming to you, it's definitely okay for you to go to them and say, ah, I made a mistake. (laughs) I did something wrong. What I'm more generally talking about is um, people's perceptions of you that you you are you don't know how they got those perceptions or you've done everything you can do to restore relationship or you don't even know that they perceived you in a certain way that's more what I'm talking about talking about the strangers who wanted Everett to be a perfect little puppet for their I don't know weird understanding of children and he wasn't and Praise God he wasn't because he got to be himself and be free and responsible and they have to manage their perception of him and also of me as a parent. And I, it is no skin off my back. This is actually a really freeing tool for moms when you recognize that someone else's perspective of how you parent your children is their responsibility and not yours. And typically, if someone has an issue with how you parent your kids, it has way more to do with their inner world than it does with your parenting and uh and who you are as a person so anyway that is really all I have I'm gonna wrap it up I could talk about this for hours and hours but I'm trying to keep my episodes short so that you guys keep coming back week after week for more hey there content hey if you liked today's episode share it with a buddy give me a review give me some stars and um hop over onto social media and leave me a message you guys I love chatting with you. I don't want to say it every time, but I say it every time. So please send me a DM, send me a message, get in the comment section. Let me know you're listening and let me know what you think about this week's episode. And if you have ideas for future episodes, I want to hear from you. Hope you guys have an awesome week. You are powerful, you're responsible, and you are free to be 
the most awesome, abundant version of yourself. Go be extra for me.